Blog Talk Radio. Yes, thank you, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always follow me on any one of my social handles, whether it's on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small cats, and also please follow me on YouTube at the Locker Talk Podcast. But most importantly, you guys can always follow me on Bachelor News Radio Network where you can listen to me 24-7 as many times as you want to. But, of course, check me out live like you're doing right now at 9 o'clock a.m. on Friday mornings. Well, folks, here we go. The moment that we all somewhat been waiting for. This is the part of the season of the year when it comes down to NFL football where it's bittersweet. Yes, this is the best time of the year when you had the best performances of the players, but far as the playing season-wise, it sucked because there's only two weeks left of football, and that drives me crazy. It's, it's like every week when it passes, you're enjoying a week, you're like, you're like week four, week five, week seven, you're like, yeah, we're getting we rolling and rolling. Next thing you know, you get around week 15 and 16. That's when I say, hold, hold on. You know, you got less than a month to go. And next thing you know is wild card weekend. And, yes, we had six games. And it was very exciting. But in the back of my mind, I just said, man, we only have like three weeks of this. And then, you know, it, it, then the playing season is over with. And that's when they go into my de- – I ain't going to say depressed, but going to the sad part because the playing part is over. However, when Locker Talk, football never stops. Football is all year round here on this show. But the playing season is always special. And um, it's about to come to an end within two weeks. But this is where the best plays, I would say, the the best performances you will get from the NFL season where you have these guys been fighting all year long, um, battling, making sure that they put themselves in a situation where they can win the ultimate prize, and that's the Labardi Trophy. And we have four teams standing, four teams standing that's looking to make things happen as they're looking to try to get to the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal every year for these teams is to be able to hoist the Vince Lombardi Trophy, and these players are right there. Uh, the most important thing in regards to this show is that the NFL Regional Combine players, you know, this will definitely be um, the streak, I would say, for having NFL Regional Combine players to get to an NFL, I mean, get to a Super Bowl It has continued. The first time we had a player from the NFL Regional Combine that made an appearance in the Super Bowl was in 2013 when quarterback um, B.J. Daniels was a, a member of the Seattle Seahawks. And from that point on, each year there's been at least, at least two players from the NFL Regional Combine platform to reach a Super Bowl. So that streak continued. Uh, unfortunately, the Pro Bowl streak ended you know, this year as far as having, um, having six years straight 
where uh, NFL Regional Combine player was uh, voted into a Pro Bowl. My fault, seven years straight for a player to um, from the Regional Combine to get to the Pro Bowl. That streak ended, but this Super Bowl streak is continuing, and that's a good thing, showing signs of growth, and most importantly, that it shows a sign of the players themselves who were once unknown talents but now starting to become relevant in the league, and they are making some impact uh, within the league. That's the best part about it. They're not just on a, on, a, on a roster just to say to themselves, like, hey, I made it, you know, here I go, congratulations. It's nothing like that at all. It's really showing a situation where the players are really, you know, making a stamp, putting a stamp on their play, and that's the best part about this process of seeing these players doing their thing out there. So, before we get to the championship weekend, we're going to talk about what happened last week in the divisional round of the playoffs where we had the regional combine players out there on the field doing that thing, and we're going to jump right into it. And, of course, you have heard me talk about this one young man many a times all season long because he just, you know, heck, that good. And I'm talking about tight end for the Green Bay Packers, Robert Tunyon. Now, Robert Tunyon... A phenomenal season. One of the th- one of the things that stood out for this season, when you think about last year, when he started to get implemented in, um, into the offense. Last year, he only caught ten passes. Now, during the duration, and the Packers they got to the NFC Championship game last year, and during that whole entire time, Robin only caught the ball ten times. Yes, only ten times. This year, however. Totally, totally different as he pretty much just circled the wagons about this season, which was great. And that's the cool part about this season was that he went far beyond just having 10 um, uh, 10 catches. He wound up ending up with 52 catches. But the best part, he had 11 touchdowns. So that's 11 touchdowns that he had this year, um, this 2020 season, which was a great, great thing. Um, for Robert to do. Now, on the flip side of that, he was targeted 59 times. You probably heard me talk about this last week, but it's an interesting stat. And he was targeted 59 times, caught 52 of those passes, but seven of those passes were balls that was overthrown. They were not catchable. It was a situation with Aaron Rodgers was trying to get the ball out of his hand. The ball just happened to go in his direction. So, technically, Robert did not drop a pass all season long. That's the phenomenal part. Every time the ball was near him and it got to his hands, he always caught the pass. Not too many pass catchers can say that they technically had caught every pass that was thrown, you know, into in, thrown to them. So that was a great thing. Last week he was targeted four times and he caught those four passes for a total of sixty yards. His biggest catch came with 33 yards right before right before the first half ended with 24 seconds left when the Packers was facing first and 10 from their own 46-yard line. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers received the ball from shotgun formation. Now, Rodgers was under pressure in this situation, you know, coming at him, so he was trying to extend the play by moving around the pocket, which he, know, which he always does if he's not running the ball. Then he started um, tonguing the streaking across the middle part of the field, saw him wide open, threw a nice toss to him. Robert brought in a pass for 33 yards that put the Packers in field goal range 
and they wind up kicking a field goal right before half. So Robert was very instrumental in those extra three points that the Packers was able to post on the scoreboard. Now, Robert is more than just a, a, a solid pass catching tight end, but he does all the little things well as well. He he will definitely. He is one of those tight ends that can block very well. He can help set the edge uh, very well. That's something that he does really good. Last week, he did get caught with a holding penalty. You know, not too many people can be able to slow off Brockers, who's one of those defensive ends that's really good in the NFL. So he was he, he did pick up that portion of uh, of a penalty in that matchup, which is okay. Now, the other part about that with Robert, not only is he a good blocker, but he definitely gives great one support down the field. So he do a good job with that as well. So thank so kudos to Robert for being what I would consider a complete tight end in the NFL, and he's definitely, you know, trending in that direction of being such. Now, if Robert continue to do this, the big question is for the NFC title game, will he be able to haul in a touchdown pass in this matchup? Really looking forward to seeing if he's going to do that, and we're going to touch a little bit on that as this show progresses when we go into the second part of the show, talking about what, you know, what he uh, what he's expected to do, so. In that same matchup in the division round with the Rams, Johnny Heckler, punter for the Los Angeles Rams, he had a solid game. He had four punts in that game, had one punt that landed um, inside the 20-yard line. So that was a good game for him as far as trying to win the, um, the field positioning for the Rams in this matchup. And that's what you ask for your punters to do to help the defense and assist them in a situation where they can be able to help win the battle of field positioning. And so he did his part in that game. Um, but unfortunately, his season came to an end, and we definitely look forward to seeing what he's going to do um, next year. Now, you listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow or today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashport.com. Now, the Chiefs and the Browns, solid game. Be glad that Patrick Mahomes is starting showing signs of him getting better after being concussed in that game. Looks like he will play in the conference championship game, so that's a good thing there. But in this matchup, his center, Austin Ritter. Austin Ritter played in 68 other snaps for the Chiefs last week, played in every snap in that game. So he's really shown that he's definitely becoming an elite player in that position. The part that stands out so much about Austin is that he really keeps Patrick Mahomes untouched from the pressure that is sent up the middle. I mean, Patrick really do not get that type of pressure in his face. A lot of times when you see Patrick Mahomes getting pressure, it's off the edge. If you're seeing, seeing him trying to get away or trying to escape. But for the most part, Austin keeps that the, um, the middle part of the field, keeps the front of Patrick Mahomes untouched. So he does a solid job, you know, in that game. Now, when we look at Austin for this whole entire season, he did not have a penalty. He did not have a penalty all season. He did get his first penalty last week against the Browns for, for holding. But that was the only penalty that number 62 had received all season long, all season long. And that's something to be that is totally, totally praiseworthy on his um, part to be able to be 
that consistent, that motivated, that polished, you know, um, all that disciplined to not be able to have a penalty all season long. So definitely want to give him a shout-out about that because that, that was a big deal there. Now, on the defense side of the ball, Tim Ward, the young man that made his debut in Week 17, he did not uh, participate in any of the snaps in the divisional round, which is not really totally surprising uh, for the fact that he only played one regular season game, and that was a game that, you know, they lost his charges. They really didn't. It had no significance, I would say. But it was definitely a game where he was able to get his feet wet um, to show that he's healthy. Last year when he signed with the Chiefs, he was injured uh, on the IR, uh, but he was with the Chiefs to do the whole entire ride, um, did get a Super Bowl ring, um, do that process. Um, this year, he is available. No telling how Steve Magnolia probably would use him if they continue uh, their progress during this postseason. But he did not take it down in the division round. But his teammate, uh, rookie linebacker Mike Dana did. Mike Dana played in 15 defensive snaps, and he was able to get two tackles in that game two tackles in the game. One of those tackles was a big stop. He actually um, clipped up Nick Chubb on a certain play, and it was one of those situations that if he didn't get um, um, tripped up, no telling how Nick Chubb probably would have exploded down the field because he definitely had a lane where he would actually got even more yards and probably would have challenged to get to the end zone because one of the things about Nick Chubb that I like is that he had that breakaway speed. And when he get past you and he gets to the second level, and if no one's near him and he passes you, you are not going to catch him. And that is an attribute that all teams will love all their running backs to have. Not every team have a running back that can break away like Nick Chubb does. I'm like Nick Chubb can. But for, Nick, for, Mike, for Mike Dana to be able to get that stop to trip him up saves a lot, a lot of, um, I would say, definitely saved them from being in a situation where they probably went to fight a little harder in that game because, like I said, no telling what may have happened out that income. But he also did get um, a pressure on Baker Mayfield as he forced Baker Mayfield to throw one of those passes during their comeback, trying, yeah, at least they're trying their attempt to come back in that matchup. So he got to him. Folks, we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to wrap up what happened in the divisional round. and definitely going to talk about something that happened in the Ravens and Bills game, divisional round. You know, I'm definitely going to go against the grain here, but who cares? That's what I do. You know, I'm going to defend my guys from the NFL Regional Combine, and you have to stay tuned to hear that when we take a quick pause. This is Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you missed the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Tune in to You in the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey. The show focuses on law enforcement and their relationship with the black community while letting you know your legal rights as a citizen when confronted by the police. Listen live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. In the podcast 
every Monday through Sunday at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. All right, welcome back to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always, always go to the network, check out the show, but make sure you go to the show, to the network, and check out some great shows. Check out the, Tom, the Donaldson Files with Tom Donaldson and Coco Cosney. Tom Donaldson and Coco discuss politics from the right and the left while giving you entertainment news and guests. Listen live every Tuesday and Wednesday, 6 p.m. 7 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Bachelor News Radio Network. I'm telling you guys, the network is growing. Make sure you guys stay tuned and locked in for some great stuff that's coming up. All right. Speaking of great stuff that's coming up, we're gonna get right back to right back into what happened with the NFL Regional Combine players during the divisional round of the playoffs. Now. In this game, you, hear me, you heard me talk about this young man, Justin Zimmer, you know, a good portion of the season, defensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills, who's been very active, very solid through the course of the season. His time on the field is not as – he's not a what was he, see, it's not what you consider a four-time starter, but he's definitely out there in critical situations, third-down situations, second-and-short, fourth-down situations. He definitely found, finds himself in good situational football with the Buffalo Bills. So that is definitely something to watch out for. And number 61, my man Justin Zimmer, was inches close, inches, I mean like inches close in sacking Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Now, if you go to the Locker Talk podcast, you'll see the video that's posted on there, but you'll see it. But it's really close, getting his hands on him. But Lamar, heck, you know, Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. The, 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 he's a stud. He's not to move his legs very well, you know, so – it's really hard to get get him down, especially when you weigh about 292 pounds, although, albeit, he's 6'3", talking about Justin Zimmer. But Justin Zimmer is not a quitter. He's definitely going to continue to go after, and he did not stop on that particular play until he got pushed away towards the end. But he also was in this game. He was also in the, in the I would say, the trail of players that when Lamar Jackson threw that devastating pick, Justin Zimmer, number 61, like I said, check the video out. He was rolling down the field trying to keep up with everyone, and he did a good job. He did run it down the field, but he definitely had a good part and played a good role in that game. He did finish with um, uh, one tackle in that matchup. But in that game itself, that game also, believe it or not, had history. History was made in that particular game, and we're talking about sponsored with the platform from the NFL Regional Combine now. Tyler Huntley, rookie quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, he stepped in for Lamar Jackson, who was concussed at the, the last play in the third quarter. And we thank that and be thankful for a good speedy recovery for Lamar Jackson's situation on that one. But when Tyler came in the game, he became the first player from the NFL Regional Combine, quarterback, quarterback from the platform, to take a snap during the postseason, uh, to actually play during the postseason. So he was the first quarterback to do so. Um, he was, you know, he made history early in the season um, along with Nick Mullins as the first time where they had two players from the NFL Regional Combine to play on, on a week during the regular season. So that was history there. But Tyler made big history in the postseason for being the first player, first quarterback from the NFL Regional Combine to 
participate in the postseason. Now, first phase from snap, the Ravens was facing third and 33 from their two-yard line. So Tyler did the right thing, didn't see anything, and he took off running, you know, and he actually created some space for Sam Cook to be able to punt the ball and force the Bills to do a three and out. Now, during that course of the, the next drive, Huntley could have changed the entire game. Now, I've gone on record, I even said on the show, that Tyler Huntley throws the ball better than Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you know, is, is known, and he always said it in the media, uh, to, uh, to the Baltimore media, that they was trying to keep him on hush-hush because Lamar and Huntley played against each other in high school. Lamar Jackson is very familiar, very familiar with Tyler Huntley. And to know that he's on there now, Lamar Jackson, strong supporter of Huntley. They get along very well. So it was great to see someone from his hometown on his on his team. Tyler Huntley throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson. He's just, he is elite, is, uh, he's elusive like Lamar Jackson. Not faster than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson on another level. But Tyler can throw the ball. There was a pass in there that if the ball was caught by Marquise Brown, it could have changed the whole outcome of the game, and the ball was overthrown about three to four yards. However, when I looked at that play again, and I put this on Locker Talk for me on the podcast, so check out the video. Marquise Brown did not fire off that line. When he when the ball was snapped, he really was lackadaisical, lackadaisical coming off the line. He was coming off the line slow as if he was, like, walking. Marquise Brown is an excellent route runner. And the great wide receivers in this league always fired all the snap. Whether if the ball, they knew the play was was not coming to them or not, they always took off on that line because they know that starting point off the snap is very critical to that route being ran and being very critical, critical to that play. But he came off the ball really slow, not fast like he normally did. I don't know if he had anything with the wind. I know it was blowing out there, or he felt as though the ball wasn't coming to him. He didn't know. But when he came off the line, he did not fire off the line, Did a, uh, made a good move on the line for the, with the double move that he had, and he was wide open. And when that ball was in the air, he had the impression as if, like, oh, snap, there go the ball. Fire didn't think the ball was coming to him. And it looked like it was a bad overthrown ball. That's the result. America saw it. Everybody chalked it up. Okay, Tyler Huntley threw a bad pass. Technically, he did not throw a bad pass. That fell on Marquise Brown for not coming off the line, being ready to catch that pass. And if he would have caught that ball, nobody was in front of him, that would have been a touchdown. No telling what the outcome would have been. Not saying that the Ravens would have came back, but it definitely would have put some pressure on the Bills. During that same drive, same drive, we had a situation where he had um, – um, had a running back, um, a Dobbins, on the side, in the flank, where he caught, him, caught the ball to him in the flat, but Dobbins dropped the pass, and if he would have caught the pass, he would have seen roll over the, the, the defensive back that was trying to stop him. So that was a pass that was dropped. That drive, that long drive the Ravens had, could have changed a lot of their approach in that game. But, here, but I'm here to defend Tyler Huntley. He came in there, did an excellent job. Did put the Ravens, was trying to put the Ravens in a situation where they could have made a comeback off of his ability as he was moving the ball down the field very effectively. Definitely want to give Tyler his props in that game. Also for making history. I know he's not worried about the history part being made. He was worried about the win like any competitor 
would have, but he still did a great job in that game despite the loss. He did step in, and we think, thankfully um, Lamar Jackson is going to be okay. Now, that was the divisional round. Now we're going to jump right into championship weekend. Yes, championship weekend. We're going to have Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all times, going up against the greatest of all times. We're talking about the GOAT Tom Brady, hands down. I don't think it will ever be a quarterback that will be where um, to achieve the accomplishments that he has. And I'm pulling for his seventh ring. Yes, I said it. You know who I'm going for in this game. However, if they lose, I will not be mad because we have a regional combine player there, Robert Tunyon, that can get to the Super Bowl, which will be exciting. And trust me, it will be even more exciting because I will be there. Yes, I will be there at Super Bowl 55. So wherever LockReport.com goes, Locker Talk going to be there. So we're going to be in the house in Tampa Bay for Super Bowl 55, and it will be great to have NFL regional combine players on both sides of the ball trying to get a ring and adding to that streak of players for the NFL regional combine of having at least one player to get a Super Bowl for the past seven years. So I'm definitely pulling for that more so than anything. But this is going to be a great matchup. First time Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady to meet in the postseason. But this is a big game here for Robert Tunyon. I posed this question earlier in the show. Will Robert be able to score his first postseason touchdown? He had 11 during the regular season. Let's try to get it there for another one. With his touchdown that he most likely eventually probably will get, would it, how critical would it be? Would it be early? Would it be one of those types of um, touchdowns that's going to help set the tone and push them over? They have no idea what it may be. But it's definitely going to be something to watch out for to see if Robert is, is able to haul in a pass during the playoff run. So I'm definitely, definitely going to be looking out for that. Number 85, one of the best tight ends. Well, I would say one of the up-and-coming tight ends. Not one of the best yet. Still got to put some more work in to become one of the best to be mentioned with the Kelseys of the world, to be with the George Killers of the world. But he's right there, right there. I mean, like, right there. Now, the other game, the Chiefs, going up against the Bills. Now, we have regional combine players on both sides. We know we have Justin Zimmer. Justin Zimmer had a, fantastic, had a solid game against the Chiefs earlier this year. Also caused a major fumble, a big fumble on that against their rookie running back in that matchup that almost could have turned the tide for the Bills to pull off an upset in that game. This time they get a chance to go to Kansas City. Now, I was at the title game last year, and I had no idea that Kansas City gets that cold. I mean, bone cold. I mean, when I was on the sideline, I rushed to get back upstairs in that press box because I couldn't believe it. It was my ears ready for uh, froze off. I was trying to do a promo, promo for the show. Man, I, I, I couldn't really speak in that cold weather. Y'all know how to talk. So when I saw Ryan Tannehill slide in the surface pro with his nose, yes, folks, it's that cold out there. But, hey, Buffalo, New York, people up there, they're familiar with that cold weather. So these guys should be adapt to that environment, which will be a lot frigid because it's going to be towards you know the evening of the game where it's going to be a lot colder. No, so we'll see Justin Zimmer go back. Let's see if Justin can pull off a big stop. See if he make that big play like he did the last time they played the Kansas City Chiefs. Something to really be interesting to watch out for. And also on that side of the ball, no telling if Mike Love will um, get the snap or participate on the defense side. He may get on there for special teams, but number 56, another player 
for the NFL Regional Combine. Let's see if he'll get his chance out there. No telling what Sean McDermott might do. He's a defensive-minded, defensive genius. No telling if he's trying to make some things up and put that young man out there because Mike is a hybrid linebacker. Yep, I know you never heard of him, but that's all right. That's my job. You guys can be familiar with him really, really soon. Um, definitely probably most likely not doing this postseason run, but going on towards next year when knowing next year he'll be a lot healthier. But on the other side of the ball, the Chiefs, Mike Dana, got his feet wet, playing in some defensive, playing in some football in the postseason. 15 snaps during the divisional round. Here we go. Let's see what he will do in this game. A big critical game for the Chiefs, knowing that Patrick Mahomes is going to come back, coming off a of, um, concussion protocol. He still may be a little dizzy. We'll find out when he gets on the field. We don't know. We hope not. We hope he had his best. Uh, opponents want their best, and I know the Bills want that. We don't want nothing like, nothing like that to happen. But Mike Dana is going to do what he can to try to get to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been playing fantastic ball this season, so let's see what Dana can continue to do. And Austin Ritter, let's see if he can still solidify the middle. Patrick Mahomes will definitely need him to continue to do what he's doing, giving him that good protection that he will not receive at the middle. So this is some of the things to watch out for in regards to the regional combine players in the conference championship games. Folks, I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashReport.com. Thank you for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL starts tomorrow today. Make sure you guys shoot me a message or follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report. Instagram, LockReport100, all smart cats on Facebook, LockReport.com, and the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. But go to the site. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to Locker Talk podcast today. That way you can see the video portion of the show. And make sure you guys continue to follow me on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com. Everyone stay blessed. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Y'all be safe out there. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>